Okay, un, dos, tres, less distress. Did you say With less stress? Well, that's probably what we do to some of our listeners. I'm sorry, I, inter- <laughs> I interrupted. Un, dos, tres. Let's distress. Distress? De-stress. Why don't you say de-stress? Because I grew up where words weren't pronounced the right way. Hi, I'm Lourdes. And I'm Eric, but you can call me Tello. This show is a family-oriented show, but it's oriented from the adult perspective. We talk about adult situations, and very often we use adult language. So if there's any kids in the room, kick their asses out. They don't belong here right now. Unless they want to learn something about life. Right, this may not be suitable for children. And I'd like to add, I don't want to make anybody mad, and I love my family and friends. I do too. Sometimes I feel like I don't love anybody. Well, that's not heavy. Even myself. That's heavy <laughs> that's and selfish. Start the show. Oh wow! <laughs> I love everybody, but I feel like nobody loves me. I thought you were to say I love everybody, but and then you were going to name somebody. <laughs> I love everybody, but you. <laughs> but Can't stand you. You get on my nerves. I despise uh, you. Uh, you distress me. And that's why I need to de-stress. De-stress. Yeah, de-stress. Un, dos, tres, let's de-stress. De-stress. If you're trying to say it in Spanish, maybe de-stress? Des- no. No? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. No es correcto. No. Pendejo. I don't even. <laughs> no mames, way. <laughs> so we watched this uh, Netflix series. Did you say Netflix? J- <laughs> Netflix. Oh my series. goodness. I was like, wait, what is the service I need to sign up for? <laughs> oh my gosh, you would. How dare you? Uh, no, I'm joking. You wouldn't because I don't think. Can we just wait? Did I just have a great business idea? <laughs> would it be Netflix? <laughs> All right. Reserve those, reserve those domain names just in case. Okay. Now go ahead. Uh, so we, I binge watched this Netflix. Uh, series, the Jenny Rivera show, oh, Mariposa yeah, del Barrio. Before, yeah. Okay. Well, she was in a very abusive relationship. So the guy that sh- her childhood, or I'm sorry, not childhood, um, I guess her high school sweetheart gets her knocked up, treats her like shit, talks to her horrible, very physical and emotionally abusive. And sounds like a great guy. But the series, because the way that he fit and played that character, this actor, uh, and the way he would talk to her, he would be like, Pendeja, you know, just like, Pinche Perro. You know, he would just talk to her bad. And so his name is Trino. And so now the kids and I, when we're talking about a male figure we won't name names oh, that you know no. is pissing us that's pissing us off or says something we're like Fentrino. y'all are mean <laughs> he was mean funny thing is andrea my sister started watching it and she said that she's come up with a nickname for someone in her household and his name is trino too <laughs> <laughs> we're like fucking trino <laughs> Y'all are so mean. Y'all are mean girls. <sighs> We're just abused. <laughs> well, moving on, cause what are we talking about today? Um, sp- 
spooky stories. And what? Because it's getting time for our favorite time of the year. Christmas? I don't know if it's favorite for me. It's one of my favorite. It's not, I don't know if it's one of your top favorite, but it is one of my favorite times of year. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks that this pandemic is ruining it again. Because yeah. I want to go out and go trick or treating and get some free candy. I, I mean, want to feel safe can. and go into a store without a mask and buy full size candy bars because I think I can afford to give out full size candy bars, but I'm not going to do it because I haven't set foot in a store in a year and a half. Gosh, cuz, how does that make you feel? Like a mental case. Really? I don't know. I have to sneeze. <gasps> Bless you. Kazoo uh, tight. Is that how you me. say it? What? Kazoo tight. How do you no, say that? Kazoo and tight. Kaz Kazoo and tight. And and tight. Mm. I have to like squeeze my legs tight when I sneeze. <laughs> so you don't pee? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you might want to get that checked. I mean, it's I think it's natural. <laughs> um I don't know. Next time you go to the doctor, ask him if he can tighten a few screws. <laughs> Say, Doc, I think I need a tune-up. <laughs> <laughs> Things are feeling a little loose. No, I, I feel uh, <laughs> none of my business. <laughs> I um, no, I feel weird that I haven't felt comfortable stepping into a store. Uh, one, because I'm scared to get sick, and two, because I'm afraid to get other people sick. So I just avoid it. I get uh, curbside pickup for all my groceries. But that's anyway, that's that's beside the point. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting past the point. That's another scary thing. I, I don't want to deal with that kind of scary. I want to deal uh. with spooky scary. <laughs> who? Well, we have our cousin Julie, who was kind enough to record some uh, stories uh, for us. And your sister Lupe, who also yeah. recorded some stories with us. Yes. So these are pre-recorded stories. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to play them for you, and hopefully you'll enjoy them too. Uh, they were they were pretty creepy. Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, I guess when are we going to play them first and then kind of talk about each one of well, them? I was going to see if uh, if you had any spooky stories you wanted to share first. Um, I guess after I listened to Julie tell you know share her story, it kind of brought up some memories, you know, stirred up some things for me. Uh, I don't really, there's only one time that I really, really remember feeling like a sense of evilness or, uh, just, be, yeah, being scared. And we were at my mom's, we, we still lived at home. I guess I was about 15. And if our listeners don't know some of, you know, my background, we, we we pretty much started partying at, at very young ages. So our house was always full of uh, mostly guys, <laughs> uh, ranging from the ages of, you know, 14, 15, probably up until maybe 20s. Is that how you met you know, Trino? Early was 20s? it Trino? Was that his name? <laughs> no. Okay. Trino, <laughs> homie wasn't part of the crowd then. Okay. Um as my son says, homie saved me from the streets. 
Um, what I wish sometimes I wish you would have just left me there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, so um we had been up one night and when guys would come over, literally they were friends. They weren't we weren't doing anything. Um sometimes some of us I feel like may have like messed around, but nothing like sexual anything like that. No nothing like that. But anyway, so I remember that we had been up late and we all just ended up crashing and falling asleep in one room. And I can't, I don't remember who all was in the bed, but it was a big bed and we all were just kind of laying, um, I guess vertical instead of normal, you know, we were laying side by side. Yeah. side Yeah. And I felt like I could hear like hoofs, like, right outside the window like if it would have been a dog heavy breathing or something big but it didn't sound like a normal like normal uh dog walking on the grass it was and it was so close so i'm laying like flat i mean laying on my stomach and i can just hear this and like it's getting closer and closer and I don't know if it was like sleep paralysis or how I w- can relate to that as a pesadilla, kind of what like Julie, you'll hear Julie talk about, but I wasn't frozen to where I couldn't move. I was, I felt so awake, but so scared to look up or over because I knew I was going to see something. I could just feel this presence of something evil. And then I don't know if I prayed like if I said something to make myself feel better or like ask God to like, please make that bad feeling go away. I just, I can't remember if I did that, but whatever it, it went away. Like it didn't last very long, but I just remember staying down. I would not look up for anything because I was like, I'm about to see something crazy. And then that was pretty much it. Did anyone else hear it? No one. I don't think so. I never even really talked about it with anybody. Do you think it meant anything? Um, thinking back, I feel like we probably, I was probably like going down the wrong path. Not like, again, I wasn't like sexually active and doing, you know, but drinking and getting high and, staying up late, talking crazy. Um, I feel like I had a lot of anger as a teenager. So you couldn't, I always felt like I was on the defense and had to like defend myself. And there really wasn't anything. I just didn't realize that I didn't know any better. And so I, I feel like to me that meant, hey, slow your roll chill out and it did it scared me like what the shit it was like a warning. is this the devil coming you know like hey you're going that's what i felt path. i'm, I'm yeah. here to collect you sort of thing yeah take my hand <laughs> <laughs> look up <laughs> yeah well it's funny i mean because uh, julia does talk about like having the negativity in her mm-hmm. household and maybe attracting some of that darkness. So let's go ahead and take a listen to her story and see what she has to say about it. Um, so my scary story, it, it's, it's 
it has a lot to do with what I believe where negative energy comes through. If that makes any sense, my belief, my opinion. Um, yeah, that makes the, sense. That I remember at the house was, you know, there was a quite a bit of negative energy. And this is those, your old, your y'all's yeah. old house, the pink house. Uh-huh. Okay. And I would feel like I would, I would, I was young. I was probably, you know, we lived there for a very long time. So these things I recall happening off and on throughout, let's say maybe I was from right. I can remember maybe eight years old all the way up to mm, 13, 14 years old that I can remember where it would happen often. And again, there was quite a bit of negative, negative energy in the house at that time during those times. And, you know, um, we would be sleep in the middle of the night in our front door, which nobody ever used came through for one, because it was too hard to open. It was a very hard, thick piece, piece of wood door. And it would get stuck the way we couldn't open it to let anybody in or let anybody out. Um, so everybody that would come visit would always know to come in the back. And um, so when the back, the front door would begin just during the night would just blow open. I mean, like as if a gust of wind just, you know, a heavy gust of wind just blew it open for no apparent reason as we thought it was there's no reason and we thought maybe somebody had broken in or whatever but um some of the times that the negative energy would happen at home um you know of course it'd be fighting arguing mouthing cussing and just being negative i strongly believe that negative energy attracts the um, I'm going to say the dynamic feeling, the dynamic spirits that roam around, which I believe that they are roaming around us. Like dark, but, dark spirits. Yeah. Dark, evil. Yeah. More or less. Dark, evil ones. And, um, I mean, I guess I can just say my mom always had this negative energy um, where she would just had a very short temper and it's like her whole world will just turn upside down with a matter of seconds. And she would just have no patience for anything. And it was just like, just so much anger would come out. And then to me, it felt like not at that exact moment when her, when she would get angry or anything like that, what would these things happen? It's when things would begin to like, when she would begin to, cool down these things would happen um and she herself has told me many times before that she would she can sense somebody sitting on the edge of her bed she could see the shadows in her bedroom um we didn't i don't know what the whole history of that house was um but one of the things that i do remember my mom and daddy both telling me is that when they first bought that house that there was another older man 
that had gotten that had wanted the house as well as soon as it became available my mom and daddy saw it and they were going to go put money down to you know to hold it well that man had supposedly had heard that that somebody was already putting money down onto the house or they had an appointment to go put the money down or whatever um and him on his way because he basically it was kind of like a first come first serve thing and so therefore the man that wanted that house on his way to go put to his appointment to try to put money down the house to hold it they that he had gotten a wreck and died and so my mom kind of believed that that was his spirit around that area um with the house because he truly wanted the house and he obviously didn't get to get the house or maybe he did but um so all these all these evil dark spirits could be him or just some ones that roam around that are just i feel like they're invited when you do have a uh, negative energy and it attracts but the the tile ceilings would kind of go up in the house because it was like a um what do you what do you call it the foam type tile ceilings oh yeah yeah the um uh the uh, like a lowered ceiling um yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah and they would you know they would just kind of like i don't even know how to explain it or describe it but you know it would just like to me it sounded like if it was being sucked up they would just fall up, you know, just blow up on top, and then they'd fall back down into place. Um, so, again, the front door would open when this door is super-duper heavy to even try to open it, stay stuck for days. And we'd be asleep, and we would just hear the door smash into the wall, um, and there's there was no evidence of anybody trying to, you know, kick the door in. There was nobody there around that area. Um, plus there was a screen door there and the screen door was never messed. It was always unlocked. I mean, it was locked. And so when the door would be fly open or bust open, the screen door would still be locked. Um, and then there was one time that I remember I was probably, I was already a teenager and I was going to go take a shower. Um, and a blowout had just happened at home where my mom had got upset and everything and things began to cool down. So I was going to take a shower and I was mad because I, I don't remember what she and I had argued about or what I had gotten mad about or what the whole issue was. Um, but I had went into the bathroom and, you know, first thing is first, you know, you go in, you lock the door, you turn, you know, turn the light on, go in and lock the door. And then you go and turn the water on to start the you know the hot water for it to start getting hot you know warm up and as i turned the water on i i again because i felt i felt a little mad i kind of felt a little you know negative so i turned the hot water on and then when i took my hand off that shower off the knob i went to turn the cold water on so that way you know can kind of come together and I had felt a little, I felt a little chill and I felt uncomfortable. And as soon as I began to think about that feeling that I had, 
because I was still bent out, you know, I had been down and turned the, the cold water on. And as I was coming back up, I had felt that chill. And then I just see that the water, because you can hear like at a full flow, you can hear it. And then I could start hearing to where like literally it was starting to get less. And so literally I seen the knob, the H turning because it was a hot water knob and the H was literally just turning. And the more that it turned, the less water was coming out, obviously, because it was being turned off. And I mean, I, I by that point, me looking at the H turning around, I was, you know, standing straight up in the disbelief, like, oh, shit, what the hell is happening? Am I seeing this? Is this really happening? Is this in my head? And at that point, the hot water was all the way to the H to where it was off. There was no hot water on at all. And at that point, I'm just looking at it, standing, staring at it with the chill. And I kind of felt uncomfortable, like, you know how sometimes you feel there's eyes on you or somebody just staring at you? Yeah. I could feel that and I didn't, I was, I did not want to turn around because I didn't, I didn't hear anybody. I didn't, the door was locked. And so I was afraid to turn around. So I closed my eyes and I just started praying. And I prayed to our father by the time I turned, by the time I finished to our father, which was very fast, (laughs) I turned off that cold water, unlocked the door, turned off the light and went to my room. I did not take a shower that night. Did you tell anybody? I'm sorry, go ahead. I I was too scared to go back in there. I I was like, I mean, this is the, I I mean, this is the only thing in my life that I see that I have, that this has happened to like that I could see. I have felt uneasy things about me, but I don't ever feel like they were dark, you know? Um, But I, after a while, my mom came in. She's like, well, I thought you were taking a shower. I thought you were to take a shower. And I told her, I said, I couldn't take a shower. And she was like, what do you mean you couldn't take a shower? I said, the whole water turned off. I, and she's like, would you turn it back on? Does it come back on? I'm like, I don't want to touch it. I'm not taking yeah. a shower tonight. I don't blame you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only thing that I've ever had what I think may have been a negative um, dark spirit that's, I mean, I don't know what it was or who it was or what, but I mean, that's the only thing that I've ever felt like that scared the bejesus out of me. So what do you think about that? Cause like I have started off at the show at the beginning of the show, it stirred up a lot of uh, memories for me too, which again, I only experienced, like I said, that one that I can remember. (laughs) There may be others that I tucked away, right? but it it really did make me think about a lot of, a lot of times at Julie's, you know, we were over there quite a bit and she was over at our house quite a bit. We were neighbors right behind you. Yeah. Like we could open our back door. Ours did open. No, no, that their front door did it. Right. <laughs> um, 
and we could like talk to each other <laughs> from your backyard <laughs> Literally, to their backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and I would always hear different stories. Like my mom would tell me, Oh, you know, she talked to Marcella, Marcella's Julie's mom, um, who's no longer with us, but she would tell us that Marcella would tell her these different things were happening. And it's, I, I guess like a lot of things in life, I, we just get used to it. Like, I feel like they lived there for a very long time. Yeah. And it's not like, it didn't sound like this was just a one time thing that would happen. Like Julie said, they would be asleep in the middle of the night and then the door would just fly open and hit the wall. And it's like, they just got used to it. But the only time she felt scared was <laughs> when the shower knob turned off. And for good reason. If I saw a sh- <laughs> I, like I can't explain that. The other stuff, y- you can try to rationalize it. You'd be like, well, maybe the house was settled at night. The temperature was different and the door wasn't mm-hmm. swollen shut. But still, like it should have been locked. Maybe somebody forgot to lock. Maybe somebody tried to use it that day. Yeah, but who opens it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. If I'm trying to explain this away, yeah, be like, okay, somebody tried to use it that day. It was swollen from it being a hot Texas day, and then at night it cooled off and it shrank, and the wind blew it open. Yeah. Okay. The water, seeing it turn, <laughs> I can't explain that. That gave me the chills. Like the the only sort of near explanation was if there was like some sort of change in water pressure, but still that wouldn't turn the knob. No, that would if only anything, make the water, the water pressure. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it would only like, it, it might turn it off, but it wouldn't yeah. turn the knob. There, yeah. It might get to the point where water quits coming out. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I'm thinking of like when we would go over, I mean, their house was kind of small. It was yeah. a two bedroom house. And they had that hallway, it, uh, the back kitchen area that was always open. That door, right. back door was always open. We would go in through that way and then, then, you know, the very small kitchen and we'd go in. There was a hallway and that hallway was small, but that bathroom was right off to the left if you were coming into the back door. And there are times that I remember I was like, man, it does feel kind of, you know, dark you know, walking through here. Like you wanted to hurry and get through that hallway. And it was a very small hallway. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's crazy. Ugh. But we made it through. They made it through. Yeah. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Everybody's fine. There's no, yeah. tra- there's no trauma to, to, to talk about or deal with anymore. We're all good. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I took a note cause, um, that house is now being rented out and that tenant has a very negative persona. So I'm just wondering, I would love to talk to her or not. I wouldn't love to, because it's kind of hard to have to talk to people that have that negativity. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but just to see if they've, if she, that person has experienced anything in that house. It's very possible. Again, with that negativity, I'm not an expert. 
I'm I'm a fan of horror movies. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of like supernatural things, but I never ever want to experience one myself. Hell I can no. go the, I can go the rest <laughs> of my life and not have a ghostly encounter or a you know um an experience with a demonic presence. If I can go my whole life without that, I think I'm doing pretty well. But yeah. I do have the curiosity about those sorts of things. Is it possible? Is there life after death? As Christians, as Catholics, we believe there is. Yeah. But, you know, we believe like going to heaven, you know, not necessarily staying around on earth as a ghost. But if there's life after death, then there's a possibility of ghostly activity of some sort. Mm-hmm. So I am curious about those sorts of things. And again, it's when I listen to those stories, I picture it in my head like a horror movie. Something I can watch and enjoy, and then when it's done, um, I can walk away with no problem. You know, I, I yeah. it doesn't. It's not something that I have to continue to experience in real life. Yeah. I don't want to experience in real life. I enjoy I, just the storytelling aspect, or from mm-hmm. horror movies, the fictional storytelling aspect of it. But I do have the curiosity of if there's any science that can be applied to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy like those ghost hunting story, uh, ghost hunting TV shows. Some of them uh-huh. are pretty ridiculous, but they're still fun to watch sometimes. So when I hear the stories, I, I always try and think, first of all, trying to look at it from a skeptical point of view, is there a rational explanation for it? Right. And, you know, if there is, then, hey, okay, it's just it's something creepy that happened, but there's a rational explanation for it. Oh, anything there possible. isn't, If there isn't, then could it be? Something else? Could it be a, a paranormal encounter, a supernatural encounter? I don't know. I it's think so. kind of fun to think about. For me, it's kind of fun to think about. Scary, spooky, because Just if it's real, experience. Yeah. if it's real, that means that ghosts could be anywhere. Anybody could be haunted. They're, wa- they're on our show right now. Hey, you shut your face. <laughs> like I said, I don't want to have an encounter. Yeah. But I do like hearing about them. All right, because let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll continue. We have more stories. I don't think we have time to do them all in this show, but uh, that's okay. We'll carry them over to the next show. Sounds good. Hey, are you enjoying Number 2 Podcast? Would you like to support us so that we can keep making these great shows for you? Cuz, why don't you tell them where they can go? Hit us up at campfirepod.com slash support us. That's C-A-M-P-F-Y-R-E pod.com slash support us support us is all one word you can support number two podcast directly with a monthly donation for as little as 99 cents per month through our anchor.fm website or scroll down a little more and you can click on our merchandise link and that'll take you directly to our amazon store where you can buy one of the shirts that we offer and if you pick up anything else during that visit we'll make a small commission at no extra charge to you that's right listen in style pick up a badass shirt support us at campfirepod.com slash support us. That's C-A-M-P-F-Y-R-E-P-O-D dot com slash support us. And we're back. All right. Why don't you reach out to us at Num2Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> or email us numtupod at gmail.com yeah tell us about your crazy family and their dark dark secrets 
Speaking of crazy family, your sister also recorded some stories with us. Julie has some more stories, but I think we should play some, play one, at least one from your sister as well. So before we play Loopy's phone call, let's uh, just describe the house he grew up in. It was yeah. a big house. It was a duplex, right? It was a big house. Yeah. Um, I never even, I mean, it was like literally split like a duplex, but I never even pictured it like how it was before we moved in it to say, oh, this is duplex. <laughs> um, but we had the front door, had the back door, but it was a big house. The rooms were big. And of course, when you're younger, they look they even, even bigger. bigger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it was a beautiful house, but there was always something unsettling about it. Uh, one thing that I can always remember is that we had this wallpaper and it was so old that there were parts of the wall that the paper would just kind of like bubble out, you know? Yeah, it was, let me just describe it because we had a similar type of wallpaper at the house I grew up in. It was so old. It wasn't just like pasted directly onto the wall. It wasn't drywall behind the wallpaper. It was like wood Mm -hmm. shiplap, I think is what it was. Yeah. And there was some sort of mesh, like a fabric mesh that was nailed to the wall. And that's what the wallpaper was was stuck to. Yeah. So... When the wallpaper started to peel, or as kids, we were just kind of curious. Like, yes, well, uh, <laughs> started digging, pulling the wallpaper off, and creating a hole and digging behind yeah. there. It, it would it separated from the wall, and and it could it would start flapping essentially. Yeah, yeah. So there were uh, a couple of rooms for sure that I remember with the wallpaper. Um, the front door hallway was kind of small, but it had two doors, one to the right, one to the left. And, and that those, was because it was a duplex. Yeah. One living space originally on yeah. the left and one on the right. Yeah. And um, the bedrooms, like I said, were big. And then we had this attic fan um, that led. So second bedroom, there's a small hallway and a closet and anyway, there was a huge attic fan and it almost looked like if you go into a department store or, you know, uh, how they used to have those big, like an industrial <laughs> yes. style, style fan. Yes. Um, I honestly can't remember us ever using it or that if it worked, I'm sure it did at one point in time, but I can't remember. Anyway, that back hallway from that little, uh, attic fan closet area it always felt so long and um there were there was what i guess the back side of the other side of the duplex that kitchen and dining area that was more of like a junk room or i mean it had the old wallpaper it was just full of stuff um it was a room that y'all didn't use as a livable space no um, but they had a piano back in there. I don't know where my parents got the piano from, but that piano was there too. Um, so to me, the house, we were, I know for sure I was always afraid and as Loopy will share in the story, no one ever wanted to go 
to the back, uh, whether it's to the restroom or down that hallway by themselves, especially when it was nighttime for whatever reason, we just, we never wanted to go back. In fact, we would get. Because the other thing to your house, it wasn't just a big, beautiful house. It was also old, right? Yeah. I mean, you can kind of feel that history there. mm -hmm. You could, you could see things that were just relics of days way gone by. Yeah. Yeah. That added to the creep, especially as kids that added to the creep factor. Yeah. And I'll just go ahead and bring this up now. I mean, I think we've talked about it before. Um, Like there was a period of time where we had rats in the house. Like they would just come out. It didn't matter night or day, you know, they would come out. So that was another thing that was just, I don't know if we got used to it. Like, uh, there's rats, but we always had like rat traps, those sticky pads or poison that would be put out. Um, and I don't know if there was an infestation of it, of rats. It had to have um, been because I forgot about that, but you're right. Yeah. Y'all had rats. And I remember the house that I grew up in, we had roaches really badly. Yeah. Well, we got roaches too, but it was probably <laughs> later on. The rats were really now, bad. The way we grew up, like we just dealt with that. Yeah. And now, I mean, your mom still lives there. There's mm-hmm. no rat infestation. There's no roach mm-hmm. problem. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my mom doesn't live in the same house, but there's no roach problem where she lives now. And it's not too far from where we originally lived. Mm-hmm. But to think, like now, if I had an infestation of rats or roaches, I would be doing everything I could to get rid of that. We just dealt with it. Yeah. That's kind of, I don't know what caused it. I think for the roaches, I think we had an old tree in in our backyard that was probably dying. Yeah. So I'm guessing that that might've contributed to it, but I don't know. It just, it just seems so odd that we, we lived that way. Yeah. Again, I, I feel like it goes back to even like Julie's story. They just, we just accepted it. They got used to it like with everything in life sometimes, even if we know it doesn't feel right, we just start making it part of the normal. Oh, it's okay that the front door swings open. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody came in. Yeah. It's it's okay that this house is scary and, you know, the, the adults would send the little kids to go get something out of the refrigerator. That's, you know, what felt like a whole, house away it was just you know well, it was a house away but that house felt like it was three miles long <laughs> yeah yeah it felt like you were going on a, on an adventure yeah to get back there because you had to go through different rooms and different doors to get to the hallway that would yeah. take you my dad before they divorced he if we were eating dinner together and we were cutting up or you know whatever he would Being kids yeah threaten us Telling us that he was going to make us go eat in the back, the back room, which was, would have been the duplex kitchen of the other, you know, the other side of the Living house. Space, yeah. yeah. Where the piano and the yellow wallpaper was at. Anyway. So yeah. So we'll hear Lucy's so, story. So it was a big spooky house. Yeah. And you didn't, nobody liked to be, no, none of the kids at least liked to be alone there, Mm-mm. which is we're setting up because Lupe does mention that in her yeah. story. Yeah. So let's take a listen and see what we think. 
Well, cuz, uh, we were wondering if you might be willing to share any spooky stories that you have with, uh, for our podcast. Sure. Well, cuz I, I feel like a broken record. I only have one scary story and it's more of a mystery than it is scary. Well, if I mean, I guess at the time it was scary. Go if you ahead. don't mind sharing it with us, if um, if it's spooky enough, we'll put it on the show. And if not, then, you know, maybe we can discuss it some other time for a different issue. Okay. Sure. Right. So mm-hmm. set the scene for us. Um. So it was uh, it was definitely a Saturday morning because I remember. Um, it was like maybe between seven fifteen. It was after seven fifteen because I remember looking at the time, and I want to say it was seven thirty, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But anyway, it was early in the morning. My mom uh, was telling me she was going to go wherever she was going to go, and that when she got back, she wanted her bed fixed, she wanted her room cleaned, and some other stuff and that was it so so this was at our I, uh, this was at our old house right sister when we still live with ma e, yes Your this was at home. ma's house yeah yes childhood home and well you already know some of the things that just it, the creepy feeling of being at that house by yourself it was <laughs> always just very i don't know it was just uh, it wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't like a, you know, so you go to people's houses and you just kind of feel like you could fall asleep, you know, cause just, it just felt cozy. Well at this, it wasn't the same at my mom's house. And I think y'all know that, <laughs> but so anyway, this particular Saturday morning, you know, my mom left and because of the fear of being by yourself at the house, at that house, I locked myself in her room and she we had caller ids you know it was still when we had to connect the little caller id box to the actual phone so you could pick up the caller id box you know without having to it wasn't like a cordless i want to say it was a corded phone so anyway she leaves and i want to say she took either I think there was either Lord Discern that I that were with her. I don't know who it was, but there was nobody left in the house. And I, she had this big stereo system. And so I put on some music and I turned up really loud and I was fixing her bed. And if you, if you're facing her bed, the phone was on the nightstand to the right. I was on the left side of the bed and I was, you know, throwing up the sheet and letting it fall when I, I didn't hear the phone ring because the music was so loud, but I could see the caller ID light was blinking. Like if the phone was ringing and I thought, Oh my God, who would be calling this early? So I go around to the side of the bed, pick up the caller ID box. And it said, Mary, I want to say it said Mary Ellen Castillo, And I was like, and I'll never forget. It was the phone number. We had two lines in the house and it was the phone number for the second line on the other side of the house. The phone that was in the other room on the other side of the house. And And so you were alone in the uh house. I was alone in the house. And you were getting a phone call from the other phone line in your house. 
Correct. Okay. True story. Creepy. Very. Yes. So I, I paused. I still had the caller ID box in my hand. And I, the first thing I thought was somebody's playing a trick on me. And then, but I, I waited for a little while because I kept thinking, if nobody's in the house, there's just no way that this could be happening. So I, I immediately grabbed the the remote, turned the volume all the way down, and went to the door. And I thought, okay, should I unlock it? What if somebody's in the house? You know, I just anyway. So I unlocked it and I opened the door very slowly kind of poked my head out just to see if I could hear something. And this was before my mom um, knocked down the wall. Like when you walk into her house, you could not go straight down the hall. You had to turn left or right. Right. Because it was a duplex at one time. So I did, I went to the very first door. Um, So when you walk in the main door, the front door, there's a door, like I said, to your right and to your left. I went to that first door coming out of her room. And I just stood there for a little while and I kept thinking, okay, I've, if, if somebody's in the house, I'm going to hear, they're going to make a noise or something, especially if they're using the phone. And I said, hello. And there was nothing. And so I walked a little bit more, walked a little bit more closer to the other door I mean the other doorway and I didn't see nobody and that's when I felt like okay something's not right like I just had that scary you know hair stand up on the back of your neck feeling so I'm walking back to my mom's room and I stopped and I said you know what forget that I'm gonna go I'm gonna you know wait just a second because it, it has to be somebody that knows my mom's phone number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I stood there and I heard the phone, the speaker come on. And I heard the number being dialed. And then that's when I heard it ring. And my, I heard it ring on the speaker. And then I heard it ring in my mom's room. When I heard that ring... Because you hear it on the speaker first ringing. Then you hear it in my mom's room ringing. I ran out of the house through the front door, left the front door wide open, went outside the gate, and ran to Marcella's house. Which is right behind our house. Which was right behind our house. I get to her house. The kitchen, the screen door is locked, but the door is open. And I start yelling. I'm like, hello, hello, open the door, open the door. And I think I called Marcella. The one that came was Sarah. And I'm like, I think somebody's in my house. I think somebody's in my house. They're calling. And I could not explain. I didn't have, I felt like I didn't have enough time to explain exactly what was going on. But I was like, I think somebody's in the house. There's somebody calling from one room to another. And Marcella finally came. But everybody else, I guess, was asleep because it was still, like I said, so early. But Sarah, who I want to say was, I don't know, eight or nine at the time, 
they she walked back with me to my mom's house and we came with a broom <laughs> and we walked into the house and of course we didn't have I don't maybe my mom did have a cell phone but I don't remember calling her I think it was more of just waiting for her to show back up and um so I didn't we went inside the house but we stayed right there in the entrance we did not go back all the way in and I want to say we looked into the room where the phone call was being made from but we did not go in because I mean what could we have done so and how old were you at the time? Do you remember? Um, cause I want to say I was maybe 13, 14. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to, or maybe, I don't know. It depends on how old Sarah, if Sarah was seven or, or no, if Sarah was eight or nine, I think what she's, is she 30 now? Well, basically what I'm I'm trying to get at is like if you had confronted somebody, you really wouldn't have had the physical strength to, to really try and Absolutely do anything to protect yourself. Absolutely not. Okay. No. And then I was so scared. I mean, I was so scared. Um, but anyway, when my mom finally showed up, and I know my mom didn't believe me. I don't even know if she believes me to this day. But when she finally got there, I was trying to tell her, you know, what happened. And she just kind of, not that she didn't believe me. I think it was just hard for her to believe period. I mean, she probably thought I was pranking her or, you know, trying to joke with her. But when we finally, when she finally got home and we looked at her caller ID in her room, the other line had called her phone. Like, I don't know, five, six times. Damn. So there was and proof. There was proof on that caller ID that the the line had called. I mean, there were several missed calls. And I just remember telling her and I just remember her not. Maybe she was just maybe she was scared and didn't show it. I don't know. But it was more like, OK, <laughs> but yes, that is the scariest thing that has ever happened. And I'll never forget it. I will never forget how I felt when that speaker phone came on the numbers being, I mean, there's no explanation. There's, you know, I thought, well, maybe it was the phone company, but somebody would have had to physically hit that speaker button. Exactly. And so there's, I just, to this day and I was in that house by myself oh that gave me the chills so I do not I cannot explain that's why I said it's more of a mystery like I was scared at the time but now when I stop and I think about it looking back I can't explain how that happened what if you had to guess though what what do you think do you think there was someone in there or do you think it was something else? I definitely feel like it was something else. And, you know, I don't know what, I mean, even if it was a, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that I will never know. Well, the phone story was creepy as hell. Yeah. Like if I hear speakerphone come on and numbers dialing <laughs> and then it's dialing, the house. So wait, 
So you didn't answer the phone when it first called because you saw you saw that it was the, the other, other room. Phone. Yes. I never answered it. Never answered it. I mean, I don't when I tell you I ran out the, when I heard the speaker come on and the phone dialing, like I waited because I thought, oh, they're going to call somebody or whoever it is, is going to call somebody else. I just I don't know what I was thinking. You know, I should have ran out the first time, but I stopped just to hear if it was if somebody was going to laugh. You know, maybe one of somebody was I don't I can't tell you where Phoebe was. I can't tell you. Or Lord, this Andrea. Al, I mean, I think Alex was already living at Glory. He had to be already living at Glory's. But I can't tell you where. I just knew I was home alone because I locked myself in my mom's room. Had somebody else been there, I wouldn't have felt the need to lock. Yeah, yeah. The, myself in her room. Yeah. And but because I knew I was there by myself, I did. And I had on a long T-shirt. I don't even think I had shorts on. But I remember hearing when I heard that speakerphone dial that number, it wasn't until I heard it ring and then ring at the same time in my mom's room that I thought, okay, this is it. There's this is way beyond me. I have to go. (laughs) And I ran out of the house. Did not I was did not feel the need to lock the door, close it behind me. I mean, I was running for my life. And and then I was like, oh, my gosh, nobody's going to come over here with me. They're sending Sarah with me. Great. <laughs> and, you know, she was so little. Yeah. And then I think we grabbed a broom on the way out and we went back into the house. When I, I remember cutting the corner, going back in uh, up to my mom's house and seeing that door just wide open and thinking I didn't even care if somebody walked in there, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and I just remember us standing there and kind of poking our head in. And I remember not seeing anybody there and just kind of waiting and waiting. I think I may, I don't know if I closed it and we went back to Marcellus and waited for my mom or we waited there until my mom showed up. I, I don't remember that part, but I do remember when my mom got there, I walked into her room with her and I was explaining to her why I had left and why I was scared, why her room was not cleaned. <laughs> and she looked at the call. Co- we looked at the caller ID at the same time. And there were several missed calls from the other room. Damn. Yep. Well, cause it's still creepy. <laughs> it is very creepy. Um, my mom was notorious about telling us when she gets back from wherever she was going that we needed to have the house clean. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> I, I remember having to fix her bed, dust the furniture, vacuum, you know, do do my childhood chores before she got back from work or from wherever she was going. So it makes me wonder, do you think Loopy staged the whole thing? Do you think she just called called from the other phone and then made up this whole story just to get out of having to do chores? No, I don't think she'd go to that extreme. <laughs> me neither. But if she did, hey, props to you for keeping this story yeah. up for all these years just so you wouldn't have to make your mom's bed. Right. Um, but something that I was thinking about listening to her story again, um, she said she was about 13 
Roughly, yes. So I was about 14 or 15 when I felt my experience. Mm. And again, you know, we did a lot of, I don't want to say bad things because it was just like 13 and 15 year olds shouldn't be, you know, drinking and smoking and having like, you know, house parties. Um, And that was a lot of what was happening during that time. Could it have been that somebody got in the house? It's a pretty cruel joke to play because they would have had to have snuck in knowing my mom's phone number, you know, and doing that to her. But then never having admitted it for all these years. That's a hell of a joke to play. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a long con. I mean, that's That's commitment. Yeah. What's that? (laughs) I mean... I could picture our Uncle Bones doing something like that. Probably. <laughs> it could have been Bones. He took it oh, to the grave. He took what? it to the grave with him. <laughs> so do you think do you think it was some sort of spirit or I don't know. Because like you said, if somebody would have gotten in, they would have had to have known your mom's phone number. So it would have had to have been somebody if it was a person, it would have had to, to have been somebody who knew her. Yeah. Yeah. Well enough to know her phone number. I mean. But for Lupe to have not seen anybody when she heard it. Uh, she heard it dialing. Yeah. There's like kind of like what you're saying with the front door. It could have been like maybe something was just sitting near the phone or on it. Just enough to get it to where it would hang up and redial, hang up and redial. What? I don't know. Because oh, if it was like a speakerphone, to, to, to try and find like yeah. a, an explanation. Well, I don't know. That means that, that your mom's phone number would have had to have been stored in that phone. But how would again? How would because the handset would? Well, I guess the speakerphone you would press a button. We're talking about ancient technology now. I'm, I'm digging deep in my memory to remember how this works. I mean, landline, home phone. <laughs> what is <laughs> Two that? Two lines. <laughs> yeah. Two phone lines coming to your house because you don't have if. Kids, back in the old days, if somebody was on the phone, you wouldn't know if somebody else was trying to call you unless you had something called call waiting. And if you needed to call somebody while you were on the phone, you would have to, what, did you, was that even possible? I think three-way calling by that time was. But that was another service you would have to add on. So. If if you needed to have multiple calls or if you were just a very popular, busy person, the 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 best solution was just to get two phone numbers. For example, in my household growing up, we ended up getting two phone numbers because I had a phone number to my bedroom so that I could use to get on the Internet. Because back then I had to dial up through a phone line mm-hmm. and uh, then we had a, a, a phone free for house calls. Y'all With have, long ass cords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so y'all had two phone lines because I mean, we were, everybody was always trying to call your mom. And then, as you mentioned, you had a lot of friends coming over. So probably had one basically for the kids and one for your mom. Yeah. Because if you were on the phone with your friends, your mom wasn't going to get any phone calls. You weren't going to hang up. And I don't know if, if y'all were paying for call waiting or whatever but th- those were all features that cost extra yeah now everybody has their own cell phone they all have their own phone number if i wanted to call you i call you if i wanted to call your kids i call them i don't call i don't call your house anymore to talk to 
one member of your household. I call them directly. Yeah. Uh, Technology. Yeah. Prank calling is a little bit difficult. Yeah, we're about out of time because... All right. Any last words before we go? Um, Sometimes it's helpful to go down memory lane, even if they're spooky, negative experiences, uh, just to get them out, maybe help help you through something that you're currently going through instead of just tucking away those things. So, <laughs> Get some help, people. Yeah, if you keep tucking them away, who knows how they'll manifest. Yeah. It might be a spooky phone call from the other room or front door a shower turning off by itself, <laughs> a door flying open. Yeah. Um mismanaged anger. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Or some heavy dark breathing spirit type thing hovering over you while you sleep. I think that was one of your friends entering puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do some heavy breathing. <sighs> yep. I think it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. On that note, we'll go. If you have any spooky stories you'd like to share with us, please do. You can email us numtupod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, uh, Instagram, or Facebook mm -hmm. at numtupod. That's N-U-M-T-W-O-P-O-D. Thanks for listening and uh, hope you got spooked.